Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Good Saturday afternoon. My name is Rich Orris. I am a senior home consultant with Mosby Building Arts and your host, of Ride at Home with Rich. Thanks for tuning in today and sharing your Saturday with me, your Valentine's Day weekend with me right here. And welcome to my home. Yes, the place where I am most comfortable talking with you about your home. So thanks for joining me today. And for the next hour, it's all about you and your home. You can call in, ask me any question you may have about Anything around your home or remodeling your home, the number you need, 314-241-9797 or 866-455-9797. Do not hesitate because time flies when you're having fun. And this hour, it goes by so quick. It's your hour and we'll be uh, we'll be gone before you know it. So again, give us a shout, 314-241-9797. And we got a great show for you today. Uh, I'll have my ride-at-home hack as usual in the middle of the hour. And I have some information about why the government is trying to take away your gas stove. Yes, we're going to want to have some conversations about this right here. Um, and I've got more information about the cause of some recent floods in uh, Berkeley, outright little local flood thing in some basements and how we can help prevent that from happening again. And then, if we still have time, we can touch on some upcoming uh, home remodeling and kitchen remodeling trends for 2020. It's a brand new year. It's a brand new decade. we got a lot of information and a lot of things going on, you know, in the next year and a lot of information on that. So stick with me today for all of that. But don't forget, I'm your man right here for the next hour. You can call in. My question for you today is, do you cook with gas, a gas stove, and what would you do if the government took that away from you? How would you cook? Join me in this conversation right here. Phone lines are open, 314-241-9797. And uh, I did want to touch on uh, some of the things going on around Mosby because we do have, coming up pretty quickly, we have our next seminar. We have an exteriors um, by Mosby seminar that is uh, all about windows, doors, siding, and it is on March 7th, 2020 at the Pella Showroom out in Chesterfield Airport Road. Um, It's 17702 Chesterfield Airport Road. It begins on that Saturday at 1030. You can email us at events at mosby.com or just give us a call to register at 314-909-1800. But, um, so I'm going to jump right into this, um, this story about, you know, what the, what a lot of local government uh, cities and stuff are doing to, um, try and ban gas in basically a new construction. Um, so there is a big article about this, um, 
basically saying no more fire in the kitchen is, is basically the headline. You know, cities are banning natural gas in homes, and they're trying to do this to, to save the planet. It's a global warming kind of issue. I'll bet we can we can all probably guess where this generated and who was the first to do any of this. Um, but, yeah, there's 13 cities. There's one entire county in, in California, and then there's a town in Massachusetts, and they've all enacted, you know, new zoning codes that are encouraging and or requiring that all the new construction be all electric, get rid of gas altogether if they can. Um, so, and, and this is a big deal for people that cook with gas. People, I have a lot of clients, about 35% of residential homes cook with gas in the ones that do absolutely love their gas cooktops. They love cooking with gas, the speed, the control, the low, the high, the whole thing. And uh, so, but we've got all these areas now that are going and, you know, they're starting these, uh, these new zoning codes that some are just giving incentives um, to builders to go all electric and others are actually starting to require that they only do electric um, in Massachusetts, they were the first ones that actually included remodeling in with it. So they put in there any major gut remodeling. You cannot bring gas into that project when you're doing a major remodel like that. So they, they're encouraging everybody to switch over. And, and I don't know, you know, personally, I'm not the scientist. Uh, I haven't studied the facts, so I'm not here to kind of say, they shouldn't be doing this because, quite frankly, this may be what we need. This may be the best thing ever for all I know. I, I don't know exactly, you know, everything going on, and I don't have the proof whether it's hurting or, or not hurting the environment. But I know it's just a big deal to our clients. And as this moves in more towards St. Louis, we're going to have a lot of people that are like, whoa, I want my gas. What in the world am I going to do? Um and, and there are some, you know, facts out there that, you know, of natural gas in our country, you know, natural gas produces about 33% of all the carbon dioxide emissions. And they're saying that's what, you know, causes the whole greenhouse effect and climate change and all of that. So, you know, being if that's true, then maybe this is a good thing to do. And maybe it's truly what we need to start changing you know, how we use energy and, and what we do to stay sustainable here on our planet. And that's, that's awesome, you know, but there's a lot of people that do this and they're gonna, you know, really start wondering what in the world am I going to do? So in California, so the county in California that did this actually, um, and the governor out in California, and, you know, a lot of things start East and West coast. And, and we all know they work in towards us you know, they've actually signed in like a bill to say they're going to, you know, work towards an effort by 2045 to just have everything cut out and to be, you know, no gas and on a different, you know, type of electric or, or type of energy. Um, and, and there's there are some things in there right now because there's also things that we do with gas like, you know, generators and things like that that, um you know, backup generators, large facilities for a lot of hot water or, you know, medical facilities, medical offices, things like that, that really need gas. 
So, you know, there's a lot to play into this. So in, in the next thing I want to touch on when we get back from our first break here is what can you do and what is the answer for you as a homeowner as far as not keeping your gas, but what's the answer in going electric and how can you cook and, you know, what works out for you in that respect. So we're going to get into our first break here. And I want to remind everybody, jump in on this. Tell me what you think about this even happening or ask any other question about your home. 314-241-9797. We're right here for you and we'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we are back. Like I said before, rolling right along. We're going to get through this. If you got anything for me, if you cook with a gas stove and you don't know what you do without that, Call me and we can discuss the solution with you. 314-241-9797. This is kind of, you know, uh, something that's had to happen eventually, you know, that if, if this is truly global warming, if we truly have all these problems and all these emissions, you know, we're going to have to do it even on a bigger scale than that. But, you know, so there's a lot of places. So there's about... 140 U.S. cities that have committed to, you know, transitioning this stuff in, in, you know, over the next so many years and stuff. So New York and Hawaii and Colorado, Maine, they're, they're all into this conversation with everybody about what do we do? How do we handle it? You know, how do we get stuff done? And of course, you know, if, when you talk to the natural gas company. So for the natural gas industry, this, you know, is just a, a direct threat to them and, and they're surviving and, and all of that. But, you know, when you look at their studies, they're kind of saying, well, you know, if you go all electric, you're going to end up paying between 750 to about $910 more a year in energy related costs because of not having, you know, natural gas come to your home. But, you know, for here, for us, for our homes and for how we live and work and and cook and everything that we do, and I'm talking to people, you know, all the time, and I'm telling you right now, if I told them, you know, we're going to remodel your kitchen, but we can't go back with the gas stove, then um, I think a lot of them might actually not remodel their kitchen because they just feel that you know, strongly about that. Get your hands off my gas range. You know, this is what I'm used to. This is what I love. But 
if you, you know, look at going all electric, you know, fundamentally, as fundamentally attached as people might be to cooking with the flame, the induction stoves, you know, are really, they really work well and they're, they're coming through. They're making a great big headway here. And, um, you know, and, and we've had plenty of people that, you know, clients of ours as we remodel their kitchen because we, you know, another thing we get is a lot of people that used to have the gas and then they move and now they're electric and they're remodeling their kitchen and they're like, I need to get a gas line. I need to get a gas range. And then we take them out. We show them induction. They can actually show you how it works, how it cooks, you know, things like that and really how great it is. So, you know, on an induction cooktop, you can be very gentle and, and, you know, have those low temperatures and melt butter chocolate, or you can have it just like a flame, you know, very powerful where you, you know, the one unit we were looking at brings 48 ounces of water to a boil in under three minutes, which I got to tell you, my cooktop's electric. It is not induction and it takes well over three minutes to get water boiling without a doubt, on that electric cooktop. So it does, you know, work a lot better in in these scenarios and everything. It, it functions more like gas when you cook with it. They've been popular in Europe for a very long time with these induction cooktops. Um, there's a lot of electrical, you know, appliances and stuff over there. They don't have a lot of, you know, gas over there. They go with all electric and most of their stuff. So, you know, and kind of how this works when you look at one of these induction cooktop ranges, you know, it's an electromagnetic energy. It basically directs the energy directly to the pot or the plant or the pan. Um, so that's what really makes it so efficient and, and it's a lot safer than an open plane, an open flame in your house. It's way cooler, you know, it cools down, it's cool to the touch almost immediately from taking, you know, a hot pan off of it. So that temperature separation is kind of all in the pan. I've actually, I've never tried this. I don't have one of these, but I have heard from people that if you're making like a big pot of, you know, spaghetti sauce, you know, stuff like that, that might spill over or boil over, you can literally put down a towel over that range, put that pot on there and literally heat up that pot, cook that food, cook that spaghetti sauce, anything that splashes over literally lands on a towel and you throw it in the wash for a super easy cleanup. So there are actually advantages, you know, to this induction cooktop and, and in going, you know, all electric like that. So, you know, it, it could be a very good, good thing for us to do this. And, um, one of the disadvantages is that you do need, um, a certain type of, of pot or pan. So it, cause it is a magnet. So you need steel or iron, you know, bottoms on your pan that will actually, you know, heat up from the magnets. So that's, you know, a downside that ends up costing a little bit more when you get your new range, you get, you know, most people are buying new pots and pans and everything, but, if it's, if it truly is, you know, if this stuff is true, and like I said, I am absolutely no scientist. I, I don't understand green gas and, and all the, the carbon stuff. And I, I truly, my knowledge of that is 
is about as close to zero as it gets. Um, but if it's true and they've, and it's really, then this is definitely a direction that we should and need to head, I would say, you know, and making our whole, our whole planet better. So, you know, definitely think about that. So the next time, like if you do cook on gas and, you know, you, you're getting your kitchen remodeled or you do need new appliances and stuff, check out that induction and, and see how it is. It's amazing how some of these newer appliances work and cook. And, you know, there's some super, super high-end stuff where I've seen ovens that literally from start to finish, from the time you decide that you would like a frozen pizza or your kid says, hey, can you cook us a frozen pizza? Literally, from the time you turn that oven on to the time you pull it out and cut it up for them is about three minutes. It's a preheat everything. It is amazing what some of these new appliances could do. So it's worth seeing and kind of checking out and, you know, seeing what's going on with them for sure. And then maybe you might be one that's saying, you know what, let's get ahead of the game and let's switch from gas to electric instead of electric to gas and, you know, maybe make the, the environment a better place. So, Again, I kind of ask you, what say you, if you have an opinion on this or if you have anything going on around your house, feel free to give me a call. Ask any questions, 314-241-9797. Or if you're far away, listening online, 866-455-9797. Phone lines are wide open. And, you know, another little interesting story I wanted to touch on is... um, out in Berkeley, you know, we had, uh, it was on the news about a week, week and a half ago there, we had some basement floods. There was about four or five houses that a sewer backed up and some basements actually flooded. And when, man, when your basement does that with sewer, it is just a horrible thing. And it is so hard to get through and in such a mess and looking at, you know, the causes of what's going on with that, you know, and, and, and how that happens and everything. So when MSD came out and cleared out the line and then they, they checked into the line and they camera scoped the line and they cleaned everything out. And basically what they found were, was grease and flushable wipes. And it's, is an eight inch water main is is where this blockage happened which is a good size pipe so it's kind of amazing that you know that stuff would even clog up in there but when you get that grease and stuff around those pipes and then you know those those what they call so-called flushable wipes um, they really just they're not biodegradable they do not break down like toilet paper does and they're just really not good for our pipes, for our water treatment systems and the plants and the stuff that's trying to filter all this out and change all of this. So um, it's, it's just not a great thing to use. And when they interviewed one of the guys from MSD that's on that project, uh, Clear, they have, you know, he kind of looked at it and said, there's a lot of products out there and they're all marked as being flushable and it's kind of deceiving, you know, to the general public, I feel. But, you know, his quote was, as a matter of fact, many of them say, you know, they're flushable, but they're really not flushable. And what MSD would advise, the only truly, truly flushable wipe 
is toilet paper. And that is the only thing that you should be using and flushing, which can bring on a whole new conversation conversation on bidet seats and, and things like that um, that are much, much better, that are much, much cleaner and safer and work really well. And, you know, we're, we are installing a lot of those, you know, at Mosby Building Arts more and more every day. You know, when we remodel bathrooms and everything, it is really a big thing. And, you know, one of the things MSD is looking for is trying to, you know, figure out where this stuff came from. And, you know, all of the big cities and municipalities and stuff that are having this issue, you know, are they're all going to start raising rates and, and bills and stuff like that in order to pay for the millions of dollars we're dishing out, you know, because of issues with these flushable wipes. So get a bidet or stick with your toilet paper if you can. So we got to get into a break here, but got a couple people on the line we can get back into when we get back. And if you've got anything, give me a shout, 314-241-9797, and we will be right back. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, we are back. We are here to have nothing but a good time, right? And uh, we got the phone lines just kind of lit up over here. So I'm going to get straight to a couple of these calls and... Uh, I got Rick on the line there that, Rick, I will pick you up during the next break because you had a question you wanted to ask off air. So if you can hang on, I will get to you. But I'm going to start out with uh, Debbie here from St. Charles. Debbie, are you with us? You there, Debbie? Okay. Can you hear me, Debbie? 
All right. We're going to put Debbie on hold, and we're going to go to Marcy on line two. Marcy, you have a question for us? Yes, I do. Hey, thanks uh, for calling in. What do you got going on? We have a bit of a controversy in our area. This is Sullivan, Missouri, in reference to running a garbage disposal with greasy stuff in it, with hot water or cold water. I believe cold water because it'll break it down before it hits the pipe. Wow, that's um, that's a good question because, honestly, I I don't know. I've never heard anything about that, and I really don't know anything about that. Um, in thinking about grease. Well, you mentioned all of the grease in the Berkeley line. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely I, a lot of grease in there is what, you know, the, the primary thing is it gets around those pipes and then everything starts sticking to it. Uh, I always run it with cold water and lots of soap, and I don't know if that's the right thing to do. People tell me, no, I should be running it with hot water, but someplace along the line, it's going to solidify. Uh, well, and that's what I would say is um, thinking of it theoretically of, you know, when grease gets cold is when it'll, you know, kind of start to form a solid and stick and, and do all that. So if I were like just doing a flip a quarter guess, I would guess the hot water would be better because it would get it further down the pipe before that happened. But the real advice I would give everybody is try and put as little as grease down there as, as oh, yeah. possible. I mean, that's, you that's, know, you're, that's not, yeah, 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 I agree on that one, but you do yeah. get the grease going down there. But but I don't know if cold or hot water would be any better or not. And if there's, you know, I definitely invite everybody out there listening to kind of this big, you know, we've got this big group of people that if there's somebody out there that has read up on this or knows about this or you if know, you got studied a really on good this, plumber out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a really good plumber that's been doing this for like 45 years that, that knows if one way is truly better than the other. Because, okay. you know, my hot water theory might do the exact opposite and say, yeah, it'll get it further down the pipe, but it'll get it to that 8-inch pipe that then backs up four and or five houses. And it's going to be cold. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll be cold in there, and it's going to start. I don't know. I'm asking you the pro. Yeah, yeah. And that's something, you know what, we'll have to think about and maybe do some research on. And if we don't get a caller calling in with some advice on that, and I would invite anybody, if you if you know or have some, you know, studied answers on that, Give us a call and let us know, 314-241-9797. But, um, you know, and if not, maybe it's something I can, you know, study up on a little bit and see if there's... I'd sure like to know the answer to it. ...theories out there. So, yeah, we'll we'll look into it either way. And I appreciate the call, Marcy. That's a interesting question and definitely something worth doing some research on. So have a good day, okay? You too. Thank you very much for your service. Oh, you're very welcome, and thanks for calling in. Um, So I'm going to try and get back to Debbie here. Debbie, can you hear me now? Are you with us? Hey, Debbie? Yeah, I don't. uh, Debbie, you're going to have to try and call back in or something because we're not hearing anything from you. So, if Debbie, if you're out there. Um, give us a shout back in and, uh, we'll get your question answered for sure. So, um, so for now, um, 
I, I, I want to get into my hack here as promised because I uh, jumped on a couple calls there and kind of missed, missed the perfect window, but uh, I always want to try and get to the callers first. So, again, if you have anything for me, 314-241-9797 or 866-455-9797. But for now, I want to go over some surprising places that you might find mold in your home um, and, you know, everyone knows, you know, mold grows on drywall and inside of walls. And, you know, I thought maybe it'd be helpful to kind of think about some of the other places, you know, that attract mold and where you may find that in your home. And uh, just, you know, you may not have realized that it could be happening. And um, so, so the first one on the list is underneath the sink. Um, you know, mold thrives in warm, moist, and dark environments. And of course, underneath mold, most kitchen and bathroom sinks, if you have a cabinet in the bathroom, you know, is exactly that area. So check these areas for condensation, for plumbing leaks, for, for wet, you know, pipes dripping off, um, water onto the floor. You can clean these areas with hydrogen peroxide um, or a bleach solution to kind of help clean it all out and everything. Um, but a really super one that I, I see all the time that is surprising to most people is inside your file cabinets. So paper is constructed from wood pulp, and it's an organic feast thing for mold spores. Cardboard, paper, all that stuff, mold absolutely loves it. It's very easy to grow on that. So, you know, you don't have to have a leak also to create these problems. So if you have a high humidity in your house, even at any given points, it can get damp and start to produce this mold. So think about all the paper products that you store, maybe that you haven't, you know, even gone to for a year or two or more, you know, in your attic, in your basement. Think about any cardboard boxes, books, old records that have the cardboard covers. Everybody's got them, stored them. They they don't want to get rid of them, but you know, that's all paper products. And with any moisture, mold starts growing right away. Um, another area is around your boilers and water heaters. Think about the air mixture, the warm air from your furnace or your boiler or your hot water heater, and then mixing with cold air infiltrating in. And you, that's why you always have mold around there. So check in around there. Another big one is potted plants. So if you have a lot of potted plants around and maybe they're in rooms that you just don't go into that much and you just, you know, so think about the soil in there and maybe changing that soil out after you've been watering these things for a year or more and, you know, you've got this great plant. And, and part of the issue is you don't always notice because it comes on kind of slow so um, you might not feel or smell it because it, it gradually, gradually, you know, started getting worse. So maybe have someone else, you know, take take a look or sniff around your pot of plants and see if there's any kind of moldy smell and just consider changing that soil. And the last one on the list is toys, in or on toys, small children's toys. They put them in their mouths. They you put them in the bathtub. They get slobbery and dirty. Even the hard latex toys, the little figurine stuff like that, can accumulate bacteria and moisture on them, inside of them a lot. So consider running those toys, 
either through the washing machine or through the dishwasher to kind of clean them and, and keep them out and, you know, make them safer for your children. We all want that for sure. So hopefully that is something you can go around, hunt around and make sure that you don't have any hidden mold somewhere around your house. You can find all of these hacks that I do every week on my social media, on Facebook and Twitter. Um, you can go back in 971's uh, website and get to the podcast and listen to them there. Um, you can find me, Facebook, Rich Oris um, Mosby, put that together and get you right to it, or at Rich Oris on Twitter. And you can, we'll post these hacks every single week for you guys. So hopefully that was uh, good and helpful and can keep you kind of safe in your environment and get you thinking about the safety of your home and the environment that you're in. Um, because, you know, condensation is truly a big thing for everybody. And you really got to, you know, monitor. One of the biggest things I see in the winter is, you know, everybody just turns on their dehumidifiers and they they said, well, I, I set it to 40. So I look at their house and they're having issues and I bring in a digital hygrometer and I set it down and I wait a while and we come back to it and their house is at 57% humidity or their basement is or something. And they're like, wow, but I set, you know, I set this humidifier to 40. Well, that, that is just a number on the setting of how hard that thing's going to work. But most of those units do not actually monitor the humidity in the area. And if they do, they're monitoring just that area and not like everywhere. So if you buy a, you know, humidifier or a dehumidifier that kind of monitors that, it's really only monitoring it right there in that area. So get a digital hygrometer, place them around the house and find out on different levels of the house, you know, what's going on and do you have, you know, too much humidity it causes all this moisture and condensation and mold and all these things, you know, going on inside your house. So I want to, uh, Invite everybody one more time. We're going to get into a break here. And uh, give me a shout on any of these topics, 314-241-9797. We can get into some of these. And Debbie, hold the line uh, through the break, and I will get back to you right when we return. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We are back. I told you to go fast. We are in the final segment. And if you want to get in on this, I've got some information that I can um, spread out there with what Rick was uh, calling in about. Talk to him uh, between the, the break there uh, on the phone for a minute and um, got Debbie on the line. So we're going to try her one more time and um, want to invite everybody else out there. 314-241-9797. Get in on this, and uh, we'll see what you got going. So for right now, let's try Debbie again. Hey, Debbie, can you hear me this time? Yes, I can hear you now. All right, perfect. Hey, sorry it took okay. so long. What do you have going on for me? 
Okay, kind of two real quick questions. The first one is I have a house that is covered with a textured tile, and I have a real big problem, like, with getting, you know, like, it's got the little indentations or whatever. I can't get in the little grooves from the textured part, and it's dirty in there, and I can't get it. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering about how to clean it and then the second question out, so you already have it. I, w- I heard you saying something about electric stoves versus gas stoves, and mm-hmm. I wanted to know what was your opinion on that. I just purchased a smart electric range. Oh, did you? Is it an induction yeah. range or is it just electric? No, it's a smart stove. Oh, okay. I think it's induction, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, the, the electric versus gas, I mean— when you talk to chefs and people like that, they are like, it's gas. It's got to be gas. You can control mm-hmm. the temperature so much better, you know, with gas mm-hmm. than electric. And and I think a big part of it is the heating up and cooling down time. Okay. Of if you want to turn something down on a regular electric stovetop, it, you got to mm-hmm. kind of pick that time because it takes it a lot longer to actually start cooling down. Where on, right. on gas, you turn that flame down, everything's going to start cooling immediately. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what they really like about that. So that induction does kind of the same thing. If you have induction and it's working okay. on that electromagnetics, if you mm-hmm. take that pot off of there and say the water is literally mm-hmm. boiling and you take that pot and you put it somewhere else, almost immediately that cooktop will be cool because that magnet shuts down and there's no yeah. heat on that yes. surface and the pot is actually okay. it's hot. So, okay. so what most people have told me is that the induction really, once you're used to it, works just as well as the mm-hmm. gas. So, okay. you know, and, and so in trying to be a cleaner environment and everything, you know, gas, mm-hmm. gas produces, natural gas produces, it said like 33% of the, the, you know, carbon dioxide emissions and stuff. Right. In the United mm-hmm. States. So if we could lower that, I, I can't imagine that not being a good thing to get that lower. You know, so mm-hmm. okay. um, going to okay. going to electric would be a really good thing. Um, so okay. your your tile and your texture tile, I think really oh, what you're going to be looking for is something more of a soaking time of like, mm-hmm. you know, use a product like a Lime Away. Um, Lime might away. work really well where you spray it on. Um, mm-hmm. there's a product out there called goof off. Um, I've got some of that in, in, and, in my laundry room. And, so, and no. that can work really, really well too. Although that stuff, mm-hmm. if you've got the really good kind of oil based stuff, it will have mm-hmm. a lot more smell to it. So you really want to run the fan or really ventilate the, you know, open a window if there's one nearby, Okay. really ventilate okay. for that goof off. But I think you're going to be kind of like the soaking time is what's going to help you the best, Yeah. you know, and is get it wet, me. get it soaked, and then go back to try and clean that off. Okay. And someone told me to rent, there's a machine that you can rent, some kind of machine to clean tile. Um. That I'm there's that I'm really not aware of. Um, yeah. There are companies out there that clean and reseal grout and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would imagine if there's a machine, it's something to do with steam. You know, because okay. the, the, okay. the heat and the soaking mm-hmm. time is really what's going to help you. So use as hot as hot of water as possible to get it kind of okay. wet, and then 
you know, soak it with some good lime away or the goof off, something like that. Let it sit for 10 Mm -hmm. or 15 minutes and then kind of start, you know, maybe scrubbing with like a fine toothbrush or or something like that to try and get inside those grooves. So, all righty. All righty. Thank you. Perfect. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks for calling in. I'm glad that we uh, got it all worked out and got you on the line there. Um, So let's go to... uh, Jared, Jared, you got a question for us? Well, I was going to say that uh, I work for a company. It's Foundation Recovery Systems, and we actually sell a dehumidifier uh, that has remote sensors that you can place around your house. That's and the dehumidifier. Yep, and so the dehumidifier can actually also be ducted into your air conditioner. Mm-hmm. Um, so it you know gets the dry air around the house and then also it can have its own return and so um you know if people want to have them in a crawl space or in a basement that's an unfinished area you can duct it to the finished area so you're actually getting the you know all the way around the house not just in one area yeah yeah no jared that that is is really cool and you know because what i'm always the two biggest things, one one that I'm always seeing and one that I'm always advising is I always see and I talk to people and, you know, they go, well, I, I got a humidifier on my furnace and I turn it on 40. So why is the humidity in my house not 40? You know, and mm-hmm. they just assume that that's how that stuff works. And that's what that setting means. Yeah. So and I'm always and advising, put those dehumidifiers on each level of the house. Put one in the basement, one on the first floor, put it in the second floor if you got it. Find a common area and watch the levels because you may be, you know, wetter down low and drier up high. And so if you get your basement to 45 and that's ideal, you might be getting your third, you know, second floor to 30. And that's not ideal. So, yeah, I love those sensors around the house. That's a that's an awesome thing. One of the main problems with, uh, you know, a a cheap store-bought dehumidifier, and some are better than others, but... A lot of them, they're rated for, you know, 40 or 50 pints a day, and that's in a perfect environment. So that's in 70 degrees inside a controlled environment. Yeah. And when you have Missouri and, you know, these kinds of humidity levels, you know, they may say 40, but they drop down to 15 a day. And uh, you need a machine that's actually going to do what it needs to do and be able to test the air periodically and then not just run just because it's on it needs to only run if it can keep up and take care of your problem. Yep. Yep. Nope. Jared. So, hey, I appreciate the call. I think that's a, yeah. that's a great thing. So, um, Thank thanks you. for calling in. You're very welcome. And, uh, appreciate you listening too. And for everybody out there, I really, you know, that's, that's a great thing. And I love the fact that I'm not alone in this and we've got, you know, smart people out there listening from all around that have, you know, solutions to help out. I wish I was the know-all end-all answer of everything. Um, But (laughs) if I told you I was, then you should not let me back next Saturday. Uh, And so, uh, but we do the best we can. And I appreciate the help from our listeners with some solutions like that. And I love the fact that, you know, there's a unit out there now that monitors more than one area of the house for that humidity. So I think everybody's starting to learn and smarten up on what's going on out there. How do we fix it correctly? And, you know, how do we get rid of some of these half fixes that kind of 
do one thing but don't necessarily help you entirely. So for everybody out there, I appreciate you calling. I appreciate you listening. And uh, we're going to be out of time here, but I want to just, uh, I'll talk to everybody next week. Be good to everybody out there, and I'll see you next Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.